are at Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. It is August 30th, 2015. It's a Monday. And Bill Ware is our guest. And Horace Silver is our topic. And we got some really great music. Uh, terrific, terrific recordings. Not very familiar to a lot of people, but uh, you're going to know him very soon. And you'll also know Bill Ware, who's a terrific composer and uh, great spirit of the music. You want to know what he's doing? Check him out, BillWareVibes.com. Friend him up on Facebook. Tell him you heard him on Deep Focus. And uh, let's go. This is part three. Uh, Subscribe to Deep Focus. Give us five stars. Help the folks who don't know, know. Follow us on Instagram. And go. They can't hear you, ladies and gentlemen. Let them hear it. You are, yes, it's a live performance. It's uh, in a big crowd, obviously. You're in Newport, Rhode Island, the Newport Jazz Festival, the big original granddaddy festival of them all. And Horace Silver on stage with his quintet and uh, killing, killing Blue Mitchell. Poof, trumpet. Nobody talks about that guy. And... Uh, the amount of guys nobody talks about. Too true. Too true. Sorry, I had your mic off. Oh. That was me. There are a lot of guys in, in yes. nobody talks about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, put Blue Mitchell on the list. What can yeah, I say? Put him on the list. There's a lot. Of, I'm sure there's a lot. You know what? I wonder sometimes I, I sit in my, when I'm in my ponderous state sitting on my lovely porch in my home, um, <clears throat> I, I think about. All the guys that you will never hear about. Yeah. There are a lot of guys. Like I was reading this Wes Montgomery uh, interview, and he was, they were, it was a television thing. I think it was, a, I think I saw it, somebody posted it on Facebook or something, and it was a television interview. And, uh, and he was such a humble cat, Wes Montgomery. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. He was saying, I'm not really a guitar player. I just, I have music in me, and the guitar happens to be the instrument that I ex- express my music with, but I'm not really a guitar player. 
And then he was talking about this Canadian guy. He said, oh, you want to hear a guitar player? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, he's there to plug himself. And he's like, oh, I'm nothing. Check this guy out. You want to see? And I think the guy's name was uh, Henry Simones or something. Oof, I think that I don't was. Know. You know. And eight bazillion guitar players' and heads. I, of course, I was like, "What?" If Wes Montgomery says, "This is the cat. This is the cat. I got to check this guy out," and I was blown away. I mean, this guy was playing, and exactly what Wes Montgomery said. That's what what was happening. He said, "You got to see this guy because he's not just playing lines; he's playing chords with lines." He's, and I mean, all the chords. You remember the guy's name, or I'm pretty somebody will. Some anyway. knowledgeable guitarist yeah. will probably call in and say, no, it's so-and-so. But I think the guy's name was Henry Simons. Hmm. He's from Montreal, Canada, I believe. And I found him. I saw it on YouTube, and I was blown away. This guy was playing up-tempo songs, and he wasn't playing single lines. I did He was playing chords. Oh, I never seen anything like that. <laughs> Forget about it on any other instrument would be hard enough, but on guitar, you know how hard yeah. it is to make chords on a guitar. You gotta like you gotta have like fingers that are f- more flexible than than gumby <laughs> to get to that. And he's just like throwing his fingers or just moving like not even human. So there are a lot of guys out there. And wow. this guy is not just a I mean, he's a guy that that hasn't been recorded, I guess, that much. And you, you don't hear about him. Like, I had never even heard of him. Uh, I'm not such a super follower of but. musicians. But, uh, you know, some people know every single musician on the planet practically. And I'm not one of those guys. But still, I, you know, yeah. you figure playing that great, that just phenomenal, you would hear about him. But no. Wow. Uh, somebody sent me a, a, a link to a YouTube video. And some guy who's a Hungarian guy. A lot of people have heard of this guy, though, but I had never heard of him. And just <laughs> scary piano playing. He was playing some up-tempo, something just completely scary. I mean, I'm talking Art Tatum scary. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, I never heard of him. And now... Imagine the guys that don't have YouTube videos right, that, you, right. that you've never heard. Or guys of. that came and went before YouTube. Or, and Yeah, or they died or, or whatever yeah. and, and played. In some of the, one of the best saxophone player I ever heard in my life, I can't remember his name. Every When I mention him to some old-time cats, they, they know who I'm talking about. But this guy worked at the post office. Yeah. I don't know if he ever recorded. He hated the business side right. of music. He wanted to be an artist. And just do his job and play, play his horn for himself. He, and he was one of the best tenor players I ever. I mean, he sounded like Dexter Gordon and Coltrane rolled into one. Wow! I mean, this guy was just blue. I, I I had the privilege of being on the same bandstand with him when I I was like nineteen, barely knew anything, hardly knew any tunes, and I was like, "What am I doing here with this guy?" <laughs> I just wanted to crawl under a rock somewhere and go find a seat and listen. Wow, the guy was just blew me away, and he, he and he worked in a post office. Yeah. Do you remember, did you say you don't remember? I don't remember. I think yeah. his name his first name might have been Harold. I, I'm not hmm. sure, um, but and um, then there are all those like neighborhood guys. You know, people talk about. That for whatever reason never yeah. circulated beyond or had the music together, but you know couldn't get the other part figured out. And if you heard them, you heard them, and if not, 
Speaking of which, you're listening to WKCR. Did I tell you that? Did I tell Did I tell you? Did we mention? Did I happen to mention that the show is called Deep Focus? Did I happen to tell you we're talking about Horace Silver? Did it happen to come out that Bill Ware is our guest tonight? Bill, where uh, should people go to keep track of all the many, many, many musical things you are doing? Uh, well, you could friend me on Facebook, and uh, that'll lead you to one of my fan pages Bill Ware oh you can go to my website uh, BillWareVibes.com just like it sounds W-A-R-E BillWareVibes.com and you can find about all, all my happenings I have a gig coming up sometime with the Jazz Passengers and uh, not enough of those not enough days. of those these days that's true but we are we're, we're putting together material for a new record nice so that'll probably be out and uh, I may myself have a new record uh, I'm, we're negotiating <laughs> right now with uh, but uh, rumor has it Enya Records oh, cool. is, uh, is uh, gonna put something out of mind so hopefully we'll iron that out and good, I'll have some, good. some new stuff coming out I'm I'm planning right now the preliminary planning stages is, includes uh, Reza Bassi on guitar uh-huh. and uh, Brad Jones uh, bass and my some of my usual cast of characters yeah, yeah. perhaps a, another unsung uh, great piano player Matt King mm-hmm. uh, yeah I've been uh, working with him a little bit again and and He's, I always try to get him in my groups because he's just like one of these cats that I heard when he was 19, and my my jaw has, <laughs> has still hasn't recovered from hitting the ground so hard when I first heard him. I'm like, what? This kid's 19? He's got to play in my band. <laughs> well, you, you love to play, obviously. I mean, you could say that about just about any musician. I think you guys all love to play, but... There are people that love to play and don't play <laughs> every night. Yeah. And then there's you who loves to play, and you do play all the time. There's usually uh, something well, going on. Actually, I, I mean, I, I love to play, but I, I think there are a lot of musicians who love to play a lot more than I do. Hmm. Um, I think what I love to do most is study music. Hmm. And, and uh, I think these days I'm more of a composer. I just uh, don't uh, get that many gigs as a composer. <laughs> they're really hard gigs to get. But um, I, I, I enjoy writing. I write every, music every day. I have 13 CDs worth of music that hasn't been released. Wow. Recorded or just written? and It's all, well, nowadays writing and recording are like right. practically the same thing because yeah. everything is, you know, you can do so much stuff on a hard drive yeah. and uh, with a computer and <clears throat> I have, with your home studio. Back in the day, you needed a million dollars to do. Nowadays, you can do it with, with like 10 grand. Yeah. So you can, yeah. You can do high quality record. So all my music, is, it's all demo. It's all been recorded and, you know. Whether I actually go into a studio and do some of it and put it out or not, or we'll see what happens. But uh, I write every day. It always amazes me when I hear people say, oh, writing music is so hard. And, oh, they labor over one song forever. And Is writing? I, I write like, I write, you know, 
couple songs a day. Wow. At least. Wow. At least. That's, you know, that's crazy. I mean, that least. sounds. I, I, eight hours a day. I, I approach it like a job. I, I like to get in a minimum. <clears throat> I think Mahler said that once. So I was watching a movie on him. There must be time for composition because you got to sit there and daydream. Yeah. And imagine and let your mind wander. You got to be like a child who has all the time in the world to play. So you need you need time. So you got you got to have four hours minimum. So I, I try and write every day for four hours. I don't practice every single day. So you are what you do. So mm. I think composer first, vibraphonist mm-hmm. second, and lately bass player. I got my acoustic bass. I learned how to be a luthier. Whoa. <laughs> what? Who does that? Who does that? I'll what do tell you? you who does it. <laughs> a brother who's broke and can't afford a luthier. And, and, you and better lo- learn how to do it yourself. Ghetto style, man. Come There's on. a lot of trees out there in North Jersey. Can't afford a mechanic. Be, right? You better learn how to fix it yourself. Get out the duct tape. You know, right. All the tools of the ghetto. You know, Gorilla paper glue. Clip. Gorilla glue. <laughs> Gorilla glue. That, that's... that's that's like I was. It's funny. I was on the way to the hardware store, and I said to myself, "Man, I've really, I've really, gro- I've really grown. I've really matured. You know, my ghetto style has changed. You know, you're like upper ghetto, upper ghetto. When you actually go to a hardware store and buy some right. shit, then you're upper, you're upper ghetto. You know? I usually, I just grab whatever's around, whatever right. paper clips and some duct tape, whatever. A little maple but I syrup. I actually went to the store and I bought some gorilla glue. Look at you. Look at you. I've really grown up. (laughs) Here's a question about this now that uh, is very interesting to me. You and I talk about a lot of music in the jazz idiom and beyond. Um, Would you say that songwriting is viewed as a young person sport, largely? Uh... I say that because there are a lot of composers who seem to peak earlier in their days than I wonder if that isn't sort of like a market force more mm-hmm. because you know uh, uh, maybe it's two things maybe part of it has to do with the market and um, uh, because young people buy music so you know, yeah. the younger you are and you you're gonna what you write and say is going to relate to younger people. Sure. So maybe as you get a little older, they're not, those same young people aren't that interested anymore. I don't know. Whatever formulas it takes. But I think – and then there's another aspect. Maybe some people only have so much mm. You say it and you've said it. To them. They, they, they only have so much inside to right. get out. Once they get it all out, they say what they have to say and maybe – you know, their life experience, you know, everybody goes through. It's tumultuous, no matter whether you're a rich, poor, or whatever. It's going through adolescence, there's a lot of turmoil there. So turmoil makes for good art. And so, I mean, you know, it's probably why, like, a lot of, you know, music, you know artists can break through their poverty and make make something of themselves and, and make themselves heard in the world. Um, uh, they have a lot to say. Yeah. Because they've had a life experience that gives them a lot to say. So I think it depends on that and maybe how you connect well with your emotions and how disciplined are you in your craft. Mm-hmm. I look at some people and they're just so <clears throat> like together in their craft. 
that that creativity comes easy for them. Elvis Costello was at two CDs a year for like his entire life. Yeah. I mean, the guy is like a machine of creativity, and I, I've worked with him, and and he's just like bam, 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 bam. Let's go, go, go. Ideas, you know, and and it's, you know, I met him once, and I did some arranging. We did some arranging for him. By the time the next record came out the next year, he had already learned like okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do that myself next time. Oh <laughs> man! Cut these guys out. He, lost the he game. had already learned how to play <laughs> piano and learned how to arrange some horns. And he was like doing it, you know. Wow! Like, you see somebody doing it. Oh, I want to do that, and he does it. So you know, then some people like that. They are also gonna have a lot to say because they're 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 digesting so much. I try to be one of those type of people. I just try to to uh, digest a lot and experience a lot so that. I have, I always have something to say because I'll be ready for the, 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 the to send out the pasture when I <laughs> I can no longer sit down and have too many. I for me it's just like too many. Okay, well, and then I let the universe speak to me and tell me what direction to go in because I could go anywhere. I could sit, I sit down and I feel like I could write anything, any kind of music. What. I just got to decide a direction to go in, even if I just say to myself, yellow. <laughs> that will take me somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had a director say that once. Some of these film directors are nuts. They don't know nothing about music. And the guy actually said to me, oh, the only thing that I can think about with this scene that gives me any inspiration in terms of direction to give you in the music is, is, is orange. <laughs> with all sincerity in his eyes i almost died like trying to hold the laughter in without laughing in his face. i was like oh yeah totally yeah mm -hmm. I, I, yeah <laughs> orange okay yeah i'm gonna think about that for 10 seconds while i <laughs> come on think about give what an idiot you are <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, i had a yeah yeah i was mixing sound for a vocalist who I won't name. Everybody knows who this person is. I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass this person. And uh, he was. Uh, oops, I said it was a he. Oops, he is complaining. He's com he wasn't happy with the sound. I said, well, what do you you know? What can I do? What do you want? You want more? Too much drums in the mix? He goes, there's just not enough blue in it. So, okay. That's better than orange. <laughs> Sorry. If you say it's not blue in it, at least you're in the ballpark of like some kind of musical lingo. You know? <laughs> like blue. Okay. All right. I, see. I, I, actually, yeah. I can kind of yeah. get that. There is actually a blue knob That's on in the... the ballpark. It's <laughs> yeah. like, it may be like uh, just coming off the parkway ramp, entering the parking lot of the ballpark, but it's, it's close. You know, like orange. That's on the yeah. moon. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with that? Yeah. Well, yeah. is songwriting is it like uh, is it like a muscle? Is it like you you know you you work it out? And for it... me, it is. It, it's uh, you you um, like anything else. You you have certain places where your mind knows it could always go if you're even close to stuck. Like what do I do now? And you, if you, if you've been doing it, and I wrote my first tune 
when I was nine, I think. Wow. I recently finished it. Oh, wow. <laughs> just last month, I finally I sat down at the piano, which I rarely just sit down at my Fender Rhodes anymore and play. It's always at the computer with the digital stuff, which is a lot easier. Laziness. Anyway, I sat down at the Rhodes, and I'm playing this tune, and I've been playing it. And Dana, really, my girlfriend, <clears throat> my lovely girlfriend, Dana Hall, she she um, she really likes this tune. She's like, "Oh, it's such a great! You gotta you gotta do something with that. You, you know, sounds like it could be a nice TV theme or something like that." And so uh, I was like, "You know what? I should probably finish it first. I need to bridge." <laughs> so I wrote the bridge. I said, "Then I after like fifty forty seven <laughs> years later, I, I'm gonna finish this first tune I wrote." Yeah, but uh, I've been I always enjoyed writing creating stuff on my own you know do you write lyrics and uh that is where i labor (laughs) because putting lyric together with music is 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 that means anything that 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 really has any depth in the kind of depth that i like to see in lyric writing uh like steely dan death Mm -hmm. because their their stuff is some of the the coolest vocal music i've ever heard and uh, uh, it, that takes a bit of labor on my part because the words, I'm not a word guy and, you know, I don't read enough. And um, so it's it's like I have to get out serious, like, couple of computers <laughs> and, <laughs> and a stack of books, old poetry. I mean, I'm, like, studying and I'm racking my, I'm sweating and I'm like, it's, it's, takes a lot of work. I have a whole, I have two CDs worth of, of songs that I wrote, though. Wow. So one of them is uh, The Fall of the Roman Empire. <laughs> one of them is, it's it's a pop, you know, they're all pop songs. Wow. But it, it's, 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 you know, We I, Fall yeah. Down, it's called. We mm. fall down, intrusions all around us, we fall down. And it's, and it's basically, it's kind of like relating modern times, what's happening mm. With our, you know, especially I mean, America politics-wise, the fall, and it, and it's comparing it all to the Roman, the fall of the mm-hmm. Roman Empire. Ah. so that's kind of my my style. So I have to do a lot of research. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I have another song about femme fatale that's talking about Andromeda, but relating mm-hmm. it to you know the femme fatale mm-hmm. kind of like role. And so it, it takes. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of study, and I'm like, I read about this. And you that. know, I think a lot of <clears throat> I know some very successful songwriters that work that way. That will, you know, the, their the music comes, and then it's like, oh no, <laughs> now I have to roll up my sleeves. Yeah. I, Everybody I, out of the room. <laughs> I had a great experience of writing uh, a song together with Debbie Harry. Nice. Or, or people who know me, they know the Jazz Passengers and. We worked with, we toured, Debbie toured with us for, I don't know, six or seven years, and we're still, you know, have a decent relationship. We don't see each other that much, but I consider her a good friend, and uh, we we wrote a song together. She had a songwriting partner at the time, this uh, wonderful woman who writes songs with her name, Romy, and uh, watching those two, they were working the lyrics. I had written the music, and I gave her, it over to her and she's oh you want to come by we're Romy's here and we're going to work on the lyrics you can hang out with us and see you know if you like the direction we're going in 
and oh, the way they sweated over one word for like hour. I was I was dizzy when I walked out of there. <laughs> I'm like, I don't work that hard on the <laughs> lyrics, man. I, then that's when I it, it was kind of like, all right, I'm gonna leave lyric writing to the people who are lyrics because you know. And I she's don't climbed have right up the charts. She knows yeah. what yeah, yeah that is. So yeah, she, she, and she she came out with some great lyrics for that particular song, which we sang actually as a duo. Wow! What, like I wanted one of those old style male and female duo yeah. songs, yeah. and the song is me and you, and it kind of it's almost really about her and I almost in a way. <laughs> cool song, really cool song. Yeah. But but lyric writing, wow. Especially after that, experiencing it with people who <laughs> take it seriously. And, uh, oh, I could never spend like a week on a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two but days max. <laughs> I'm a two-day guy. <laughs> Maybe three if it's like, you know, definitely three including the recording of it, of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, on the computer. But <laughs> musical writing, uh, just the, 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 yeah. the instrumental stuff, I... I I can crank those out. I, I never seem to, knock on wood, I never seem to run out of ideas. But And you say songs, you mean, yeah. you mean songs. Yeah, yeah, songs. Yeah. Pieces, music, classical. I've written two symphony, three symphonies and a couple of piano, a couple of concertos, piano, a double concerto, piano and vibraphone and before I surrendered <laughs> that's way too much work for no money i mean negative money right. jazz money you know it's like two cents <laughs> classical money is like classical composing is like minus 500 because you you spend way more than you make until you if you sell one thing and wow. good luck trying to find an orchestra to play it yeah because all Oof. they want to do is play the beethoven and collect their check and go home <laughs> yeah wow yeah, well, maybe that's why we don't have a lot of new classical music. Yeah, because nobody wants to hear it and nobody wants to play it. And check this out. Check out this, the way I come back around on this one. And if people don't support creating new creative music of any kind, if there isn't a way to, for it to sustain you financially as well as creatively – you're not going to have it to listen to. Ergo, I advise you, dear listener, for your own reasons, you want to go out and be part of this music. Not just, uh, well, it's the really, it. if nothing else, if you're getting nothing else from three hours listening to me and Bill enjoy picking apart this Horace Silver recording, we're going to play a little bit more in a minute. Um, I hope it makes you realize that you know, really the way to experience this music, you got to be there with it. You got to be there with the musicians, breathe with them, respond to them, feel what they're putting across and give it back. And then they're going to throw it back to you twice as hard. And uh, listening to the radio here is a, a mere shadow at best. But uh, go out and find it. See where Bill Ware is playing near you, which is probably going to be someplace before too long. Check out BillWareVibes.com to find out where. But whoever it might be, there's going to be some great live music, maybe some jazz, maybe something else. But bring it. you got to bring what you got. you got to get out there and be part of it. And I don't just mean sit on your hands in the audience and let it bounce off you. I mean when you are there, 
How significant is the audience, Bill, when you're playing? Is that does it make any difference at all if people are there and what they're doing? Uh, you know, it's really a great feeling when you're doing what you love and you're playing music that you've worked your butt off to make happen, and there are people there to appreciate it, and you get a, getting a response. Um, <clears throat> Because, uh, I mean, in the end, I, I love to sit in my my studio and, and discover music and find new things and create new stuff. But it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a waste if if it doesn't go out into the universe and make people's lives better. That's that's really, I mean, that's what, that's what we, I think every artist in their heart, deep in their heart, uh, uh, really wants. So yeah, it's 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 really great, and, and you, you really should get out and support live music. Uh, it's really important because it's something that uh, enriches so much uh, humanity, and we really need that at this particular moment in time and space. Mm-hmm. These recordings that we're playing tonight are not commercially available, but there's lots of great. Hard Silver Records you can find if you want to dig a little deeper. There's also Bill Ware Recordings, commercially available, you can find. And uh, go out and spend a little cash, be with the music, be with the people, and you'll be maybe 50 years from now. Two guys will be sitting on the radio talking about that show you were at, going, man, Wow, it was happening back in 2015. Can you imagine being there? <laughs> you might be there, but you won't be unless you walk out the door and go see what's happening. So there's our little commercial for getting out and hearing some live music. Speaking of which, should we get back in the time machine? Sure. 1960. July 2nd, 1960. All right, I was one. <laughs> <laughs> well... I know your folks were hip, so I don't know. Maybe they were in Newport that weekend. They weren't that hip. <laughs> Blue Mitchell was that hip, playing the trumpet. Junior Cook on tenor saxophone. Gene Taylor on the bla- on the bass. Roy Brooks playing the drums. And it's Horace Silver at the piano. And this is Me and My Baby. It's Deep Focus, Bill Ware. I'm Mitch Goldman on WKCR. They call me and my baby.